Across the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today's episode is sponsored by Charlene Home Cooking on 1136 in Black Stock Road in Moore, South Carolina. Charlene's Home Cooking is a family restaurant that cooks like grandma with fresh veggies, meats cooked to order, and you can get two sides of meat with three sides or a veggie plate along with sweet tea, Kool-Aid, and lemonade. Cakes, pies, cobbler are also available for dessert. She wants you to feel at home anytime you visit, so make sure you stop by Monday, Thursday, or Saturday from 11 to 6, and Friday and Sunday from 11 to 7. Everything is fresh and from the heart, and she would love to see you sometime. So make sure you guys stop by Charlene's Home Cooking on 1136 East Blackstock Road. Thank you again, Miss Charlene, for being a great sponsor and supporting us along our journey. Now, we have another special guest with us today. You know, I'm a sports fan, so I always love to have a, a basketball conversation. You know, I, I, I did some, I did internships in, up, well, I was at Upstate, so I had a chance to cover some sports. So, anytime I get a chance to, you know, talk sports, um, I always enjoy it. So, today we have a, a legend from our area. He, he did, uh, made a lot of great contributions to his uh, basketball team. Uh, right now, I'm sitting with Mr. Chase Holmes uh, from Chase from the Chesney Eagles. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Appreciate you having me. Oh, Appreciate thank you, you for joining us, man. You remember? I got to tell people how we act, this interview came about. So it's it crazy how the universe just aligns things. Because oh, yeah. one day I was at the gym and one of my best friends came in and uh, he played football in Coastal Carolina. So we were just talking about you know business things and and uh, podcasts and interviews. And we we're like, you know what, man? We need something in our area to where. Former athletes from my area who've grown to do great things um, come back and have a platform where they can come and talk about what they're doing now because it's like when they're here, we appreciate them, but after they graduate, it's like we just forget all about them. It's like, man, what happened to these guys? Where are they at now? So it was something we talked about, and then maybe like the next day or two, that's when I saw you at Costco. And uh, it was crazy because we were speaking or whatever, but I didn't know that you played ball until you know, we were talking, and then you're like, you know what? Yeah, man, I used to, uh, we were talking about school. So, yeah, yeah, I played ball at school or whatever. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, uh, what school you played college ball at? You said PC. And um, I seen your badge and I said. Uh, yeah, you, you was like, what's your last name? Yeah. I was like, Holmes. You was like, from Chesney? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I seen you, you said. It said Chase on it, and you said, Home, like, Chesney? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, they like, he used to be a dude back in Chesney, man. But, you know, when this thing about, this is how you tell people know how to play ball, because when you always say, you were that guy back in the day, or whatever, back then in school, the guy's like, yeah, I was all right. And that's kind of how you try to play. Old news to me, old news, yeah, but man. I mean, it was, it was a good time when but I yeah, played. Even my cousins, they played against you. My brother and my other yeah, best yeah. friends, they, they played ball against you. Um, they were older than me. But uh, they were like, yeah, man, Chase used to get buttons back then, man. But how, how does that feel when people kind of recognize you, still recognize you to this day about playing ball? Man, it been, since I played ball, it been almost six to eight years since I played college ball and even longer still since I played high school ball. So. For the people that remember when I played, it's it's like dang, I you know it does make me feel good about that because you know what I'm saying basketball was my first love. I tell everybody that. Right. And uh, when I when those guys remember when I used to hoop because I really don't talk about it that much. I just pretty much on my grind now and trying to progress through life uh, further. But but when they do talk about, it, I'm like yeah, yeah, you know it was good then. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I try to put I try to push the conversation. Um, to my brother who's playing now and right. uh, trying to trying to do something. Why why don't you like to? I'm not gonna say you don't like to talk about it. Why why don't you try to? Uh, why don't you talk about it as much? You know when? 
I I don't know. Uh, it's it's past. Um, mm-hmm. I love what I've done when I play. Yeah, I wish I could have played further. Um, but you know, now it's more so of where you at now and what right. you're doing now. And I think uh, the biggest problem with uh, guys like me that had a love for the game, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, is just that, you know, they stand stuck in the past Mm -hmm. so they can't progress to the future. So there's still some things out here that these guys can do out here. You know, maybe that wasn't – that didn't happen the way you wanted to, but if we stay stuck in in what we did, then we never get to what we can do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I I, I still feel like – and I absolutely agree with you, but it's still important because I feel like guys like you and my brother and my friends that played – went on to play at the college level, like – Younger guys who are in school now, they can learn so much from you guys because you actually went through it. So you guys yeah. have so much experience that you can give these guys because it's something that they're going to go through eventually. Yeah. Oh, they make it to that next level. oh, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. When I'm sitting down with my brother, guys that's playing sports in high school, any type of sport that is, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll let them know, hey, I used to play. I used to, you know, I used to, uh, you know, I broke some records, you know, I made a scene. Um, and I let them know that just so they can, I guess, uh, I can have some backup to what I'm saying next. Right. So I can give them a, a, a word of wisdom to progress in the sport, whether it's high school or college, being that I've been at every level, level, even some semi-pro, even have an opportunity to go overseas. So, mm-hmm. like, all those guys, when they are playing, they have that um, dream of going uh, to the highest level of basketball or whatever in their sport. Yeah, I do mention it then, and I'm saying, all right, now it's time for me to let you know who I, where I was at so that you can – not do what I've done to progress right. and take that as far as you want right. to. So, so let, let's let's go back a little bit. I know you said that was basketball was like your first love. So do you remember how how early that you began playing basketball? <laughs> I tell people all the time, man. As soon as I was able to walk, my dad put a basketball in my head. Was that something that ran in your family, or? Yeah, my mom and dad both play ball. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was just something that we did. What did they, did they play around here? Or? Yeah, actually, both of them played at Upstate. At Upstate, yeah. okay. And yeah. your younger brother. My younger actually, brother played at Upstate yeah. too. He just graduated this past yeah. season. I remember I was telling you on um, my internship when I graduated. Uh, I graduated the fall of fourteen. Uh-huh. I believe your brother came the August of fifteen. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, I think it was like right after that basketball season, his senior year season at uh at um. Chess, he um they did the uh, all uh, cop sports all star game with yeah. players from like Spumberg and Greenville yeah. came, so that was my first time. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of stuck in the middle, of you guys, because you graduated before I did, right. and I left upstate before he got there. Right. So right. um, I actually got a chance to see him play that one all star game. He was really good left handed, right? No, right, 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 right handed. Right, yeah. But I remember seeing him um play um in that in that all star game right, when, right. when I was still um. Doing my internship with with Coach Cosby, yeah, Cosby was broadcasting. At that and time, he was he was like I think he was second in the nation. Second in the nation. Second in the nation. Wow. Scoring, yeah. Man, that was, that's big because I remember they was still, it was one one game he had like sixty points or something like he they was like he won. Yeah, he beat our record. Yeah, he yeah. beat my record. What what was your record? You remember what the record was? Uh, I think mine was uh, forty eight or forty six. Yeah, and he and he shattered it. Yeah, he, he shattered. Had, I remember they said something about it. It was it, it was, like it was nothing less than sixty, whatever he had. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he and he he killed it. You know but that's that's a lot of points though. Put up points in, in a high school game. That is, yeah. But for you, when did you realize you had potential to get to that next level? I always knew I had potential. I always uh, knew that I had the backup 
um, that was, uh, you know, like my dad and my mom. Uh, my dad spent lots of money for training and, and AAU and travel and all this stuff. So I knew that I was going to be that uh, type of player. Uh, not only that, when I went to college, I was really successful at PC. And uh, the only thing that really stopped me is my knee when I when I got a knee, my first knee injury. Um, but I always felt like that I was um, good enough for the next level. And at that time, I still feel like that I, that if I was given the opportunity, I would excel mm -hmm. in the next level. So. Were you, were you here? Because I remember I was reading something earlier on the Herald Journal. They were saying you averaged around one seed. You averaged maybe like 23 points, 23. At PCL. And um, when did, uh, were you heavily recruited coming out of high school? Or, or uh, yeah. Uh, I was heavily recruited. I had, um, it's crazy because uh, I had a lot of schools, if I can remember, that was a little while back. Um, I had some good schools, uh, D1 schools talking to me. Um, a lot of D2, of course, um, because of the division Chesney was in, being it was one of the smallest schools mm -hmm. around here. The question was the same question any player comes out of Spomberg is, can he play at the, at, with the big boys? Because right. of the that's not really popular here, and people don't think yeah. that good players come out here. Mm -hmm. Where, on the contrary, there is a lot of good players here and probably one of, some of the best players that could play in the league or yeah, on the next level, you know what I'm saying? So um, they don't they don't really give us the chance. So whether we score a lot or not, um, they always hesitate for, as far as, you know, D1, when you're talking about Duke and those bigger schools. But I did get the opportunity to play at PC, and uh, like I said, I, I thought I've had a pretty good couple seasons there. Mm -hmm. And I, I was going to ask you, do you feel like for kids coming out of younger schools, is it harder to to make it out from a smaller school like a 1A or a 2A school as opposed to like a Dormer or a Spartanburg? Do you feel like they have an advantage? Yeah, over you very much. And it's and now it's politics. It's, politi it's, it's how popular you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, as you can see, um, what's my man name came out of um, Spartanburg Day? Uh, Zion. Zion, Zion you see. Awesome. Very, very popular. Yeah. Um, very good player. I'm not mm -hmm. taking anything from him. Um, very strong. I mean, he's bigger than most players come out nowadays. So, you know what I'm saying? He got the spotlight. He got he turned some heads. Now once you're popular, I knew yeah. when I knew when uh uh when Drake wore his jersey, I was like, oh, That's yeah. it, he's going pro. Yeah. This was before this is even before he he went to college. Yeah. He went to Duke. So I was like, Man, he's going pro. But man, he was doing like 360s and windmills. Like he, he was, was a monster. Years old. Yeah, he's a monster. I remember we, we covered him um, a few years back at the, uh, the Christmas tournament over at Dorman, and every game that he played, the whole gym, the entire gym was sold out. They yeah. Came, they came to watch I him remember. play. Yeah. He was the first player I ever seen in high school where they actually triple teamed him. That's yeah. how dominant he was because right. he just ragged all the kids. They were just like that was so. I mean, he's kids. bigger. Yeah, he just he was he was he was a bully. Yeah, he was a bully, he but not not, not not at all taken away from his skill and his game oh, he, of he play. He definitely he can play the ball. He definitely can play basketball. And so. I think I want to ask you about this as well. Um, do you feel like social media kind of helps enhance these kids nowadays? Because back then, social media was around, but it's not as big as it is now. Yeah, man. Uh, not only social media and I'll get back, but everything has has um and has amplified the game and now you got social media you got video and you got editing you got stopping you got pausing you got slowing mm -hmm. down it's making these players look 
really, really good on camera. Really good. And they're catching shots of these players at their best game. When Everybody knows if you play basketball, you're going to have some good and bad games. Exactly. Every game ain't going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But they're making these players look like they're having amazing games, yo. That's why it's important that, uh, of course, these guys know that's recruiting to look at stats and look at consistency. Mm -hmm. But like I, like I said, man, when, it's, when a guy is so popular, I think they kind of don't look at stocks anymore mm -hmm. because everybody got their head turned and they selling right. tickets. So, yeah. I mean, back then, when, I, when we was coming up, man, you had to hoop. Exactly. Like, that was it. There was no effects. There was no popularity. There was nothing. Yeah. You had to hoop. And by your hooping, was going to get you attention. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you know, these guys, which is good for them because now think about smaller schools. They putting out these videos, they're gonna be pulled up. Yeah. And they're gonna have an opportunity to play with these guys. But like back then, either you hoop or you, you, you go home yeah. pretty much. Cause some of the teams, like when I cover some of these events, and they will tell me about some of the guys that we um we should we should look out for. One of them actually just committed to Auburn. Uh, uh -huh. You go look at these kids social media, some of them have almost half a million followers and they're still in high school. Exactly. So it's like, that's man, that, yeah. that's what blows them up, man. And sometimes you see them with photos with other professional athletes and all this stuff. Like, man, these kids already feel like they, yeah. in a sense, it can help them if they use their platform the right way or it can hurt them because if they feel like they have all these followers already, they might feel like they've already arrived and they still exactly. have more work to put in. Yeah, and it, I mean, push come to shove, I don't care, social media, popularity, all this stuff, you got to work. Because at the yeah, next dude. level, at the next level, D1 basketball, and then farther than that, you, you own a contract. So then it's based off of performance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they can go and use, uh, they can use social media, they can use publicity, they can have uh, uh, millions of followers. But if you ain't working on the court, people are going to be like, I ain't paying this guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like in real life, you get a job, you're not going to get paid if you don't do your job. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it can, I think it's hurting them mentally to not have that, dog mentality and honestly nowadays it's hard to find somebody that had a, even in the nba you don't see people with dog mentality like kobe we were yeah, just talking you before you don't now. see nobody with that kobe mentality yeah. uh now they're trying to team up together with the best players and be friends and hang out yeah. you ain't seen jordan and kobe them do stuff like that yeah. and they killed the game yeah. so i mean it's just a different sport now and i just you know I, they're taking away from the 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 work that the guys are really working putting in they I think it's taking a little bit away from. So, what do you think about what do you, what do you feel about AAU? What do you feel like this plays a part? Because a lot of these guys get the team up, then they become friends. Sometimes they go play college ball together, or if they get an opportunity to play together in the NBA. They do the same thing. And I remember watching uh, something. I watched um, Charles Barkley a while, a long, a few years ago. I remember mm -hmm. one of the things he said. He felt like AAU, in a sense, kind of hurt kids because. When you team put together all the best players in the area on the same team, he said, to a certain extent, they may not work as hard because they're playing with some other great players. And at the same time, he didn't say this part, but when I look at it, you may not get to showcase your all of your talent, your skill set, if you're playing with all of the best players at the same time because to some extent, you have to pull back and be a team player at the same time. I agree. Um, yes, I agree with that. And then again, I, I kind of understand. I understand both point of views. Uh, AAU, I think, is a really good team. Good, good thing. Like I said, I come from a small town school. Mm -hmm. AAU is perfect for me. Right. That's the way I can get up in front of guys that's not gonna come to Chesney to see me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like my brother and all these guys, like you guys and your cousins and them playing. That's gonna give you the opportunity to play up 
and get in front of people that actually can do something and help you with your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but in another in another sense is playing with good players. Usually, if you play with good players, you're supposed to be a better team. You're supposed to be able to move. You're supposed to be able to pass. You're supposed to be able to read better. Mm-hmm. The court, the court space, and all that stuff is going to be open for good players to progress. Because, you know, playing pickup, guys, it's not good. It's hard to play with them, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it goes both ways. If you're playing with a good player, y'all going to know Y'all gonna know how the game works. So it's supposed to make you better, mm-hmm. theoretically. But then again, it's going to hinder you because, like I said, whereas you would be in that spot to hit that shot, he's going to be in that spot sometimes. Right. So then again, it's gonna you're going to miss a couple shots. But, like I said, good player is going to play through anything. Mm-hmm. And I think – Nowadays, like I said, that comes that dog mentality. You got that dog mentality, you're going to find it somewhere. You're going to find your bucket somewhere. And these good players now, they're more about, I'm going to be cool, you know what I'm saying? I'm popular, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? I play with somebody good. I'm going to let him get his shot. I'll get the next one. Whereas a dog mentality is, I'm going to the bucket. I'm going to the cup. I'm going to get his rebound if he misses. He's going to miss one day, Mm -hmm. one one possession. So, I'm going to get that bucket and it's going to be mine. Did, did that make the game easier playing AAU when you go from playing with some of the best players and you come back to like a high school or something Definitely. like that? Does that make did it make the game a lot easier because you like these are not the talented it's guys that I play against in AAU. Definitely, definitely. That's why I say it comes in good where you can get your numbers mm-hmm. and the stats up. Furthermore, pulling these guys in to see you. Let's, uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. Tell me in high school, who was the best player you played against in high school that you remember? God, hey man, I, there were so many good players then. Uh, I remember Blacksburg. They had Rodney. We'll give was you twenty. Ro- Rodney, uh, I can't remember. He gonna yeah. kill me if you see this. Um, <laughs> Rodney and Blacksburg. Then you had Woodruff. Had like two guys that were gonna give you, give you twenty. And I never remember Carolina had about all five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can remember the man, that's a, you asked me a hard question right there. Yeah. Um, I know it's a while back, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, but I, what I can't remember is, I can't remember these guys specifically. I know I said if I'm better with faces the names anyways. But I'm telling you right there, I know this, is that every team in, the, in, the, in our district or in our conference, they had at least one or two players going to give you 20. Yeah. Now, nah. You're going to have one great player right. on a team, and luckily that team get that player, so he's going to show up. So then you got one or two players in a conference, whereas everybody in the conference had two players and can get 20. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it made the game harder, but then coming from AAU, and you had to have that extra edge over the mm-hmm. summer, or you're going to fall behind. Yeah, and some, it's a lot of times you can tell, like, those specific players yeah. when you play against them, like, the yeah. certain teams. Like, I remember when they said Chess, and they were like, you were that guy. Yeah, yeah. At, at Union, they knew that uh, I played with Devin. Yeah, Devin, oh, Devin, Booker, Devin yeah. was that guy. Trevor was that guy. Um, That's it. Yeah, like, every time. Booker, yeah. yeah. Like, those teams like that, it's like, these are the guys you have to try to stop. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to double team. We had a, pl- uh, a plan and a strategy for them. That, that was the good old days. Now it's just like I go to high school games. I watch my cousin play. I watch Dion play coming through. And it's like, Dion, you ain't playing against nobody right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or And then when he get with somebody, I'm like, all right, now you're going to have to work because they got some guys that's going to play against mm-hmm. you. Gonna, gonna got a plan for you. So Let's talk about um, high, from high school to college. How was that transition from playing high school ball to college? Well, how hard was it? Or was it hard for you at all? <laughs> that was one of the hardest transitions in my mm-hmm. life, man. Um, playing from high school, uh, you know, you got the crowd for you. You got your home team. You got your family. You got your friends. 
backing you up. You got your confidence through the roof coming to an area where you don't know anybody. You don't know how things are run. You're confused. You don't know the plays yet. Mm -hmm. um, not only that, the strength and speed is absolutely a whole nother stage. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So definitely some adjusting to. But after a while, if you keep grinding, you, you will adjust. And I think um, uh, that's another, uh, I guess, weeding out the weak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you got players that's really good in high school now. It's really going to show if you're really good coming to college and even more when you go to the pro. So. I would kind of look at it in a way, maybe like a, like a, to a certain degree, like a, a AAU team or like a, a mini all-star team because to make it to the college level, for the most part, you have to be really good in your area on your team. Mm -hmm. So now you're, just like, you're taking out the best guys from each team and putting them together on a, on, a, on a team. Right. So it's like, in a way, it's like you're getting the best of the best. So then, like you say, you kind of weed out, like, what these guys are made of when they right. get to college because it's definitely not going to be the same as, right. as, as high school. And, and good players, they adapt. They adapt to the team, to the teammates. They adapt to the situation. They figure out the plays and how it fits in their game. Mm -hmm. That's then, you know, if you know any great players, when they switch teams and they move to a different culture, good players succeed because mm -hmm. they're willing to adapt in any case. And then, you know, that, that I think that's a good thing about high school to college and then college to pro because it's going to let you know. And then when you get to pro, you're going to see the best of the best because these guys have made it through the transitions. They adapt. They change. They got bigger, stronger, lost weight, gain weight, whatever they needed to do to succeed. And they did it. Right. That's what it takes. And PC, y'all D1, right? Yeah. All right. So tell me, in college, who was the best player that you would have Booker is a, was a tough one. Trevor, yeah. Big, strong. I played him when he was at Clemson. They killed us, of course. Uh, we played against uh, Henderson at North Carolina. Them guys was really good. Was Gerald, Gerald Henderson? The tall, lanky. It was, I think so. It might have been Gerald. I was a long time. Yeah. For the tall heels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, we played against. Uh, man, we played. I'll tell you. Uh, do you remember Downey at South Carolina? Devin Downey? Yeah, he was from Chester. He, he used to get buckets in yes. South Carolina. Yes. We played against him. He gave us buckets. Yeah, he was tough. Uh, I'll tell you another one. Uh, Curry's brother. Uh, Seth Curry. Seth Curry. We that played against him, man. Liberty? Um, or Liberty. Liberty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they weren't for some, if I ever seen a team that was for one guy, that was the day. They had, uh, every time he hit a three, they had flames all the yeah. way around the gym to come up. I'm talking about from the first three. I'm like, yo, the guy ain't even on fire. Yeah. He just hit one three. You know what I'm saying? But he continued to hit like 10. Yeah. I think he hit like. 12 threes on us. He had like 35 points on us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, he's a really good player, though. Really and they're going to show you, man, how good some of these guys were. And then a lot of them, some of them didn't make it to the pros. Some right. of them, you know, uh, Seth, he's in the league, but he's not like. He just, what he just been in, he just got back. He, he was kind of bouncing on yeah, the he was back and forth. Around, yeah. he, would get, he would be on the bench and he'd go back to D League. And yeah. finally, now I think he got more he's like a role sustained player, yeah. Yeah, position, yeah. so he might can move. Trevor was in the league. I don't remember seeing Devin Downey in the league. I think he was in D League for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I remember he, he used to get a lot of buckets. Though Daryl Henderson, he was if, if Daryl Henderson you talk about. I remember um, he was at the Hornets when I was covering the Hornets back then. But, um, and Duke, but, what's my man name? Uh, Light skin. He played for the. He was playing for Atlanta. Um, uh, Harrison. Uh, Duke. I can't remember. Light skin. Really athletic guy. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I I know him because I can't. I went and seen the Hornets game. He was playing. Mm -hmm. So I played against some some guys that was in the NBA. So yeah, man, that's, 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 that's like you saying. It's just like another level. Yeah. You have to um, 
for these guys to get to. Did you um was there anybody specific that you tried to pattern your game after? Uh no, not really. Um I, like I said, my favorite player is D Wade and I felt like we were the same size at the time. Height, we played the same style of basketball, aggressive, explosive. So if anybody I would pick, it had to be D Wade. D Wade. Yeah. Let's dig a little bit deeper into the college. Do you feel like the college game and like overall like education do, do you feel like college does enough for athletes, like maybe like after they're after they're gone? It's cause it's like like I was saying earlier, when these guys finish school, sometimes they'll make it to the pros or sometimes get these broadcast gigs, like you kind of forget about what these right, guys right. did for these schools. It's like you never really hear about them as much anymore. Do you feel like college does enough for for the college athlete? Um nowadays they're doing maybe a little bit too much while they're playing. After, uh, probably not, um, not at all. I, like, I can't speak for every scenario. Um, I know some players still follow up with their coach, and um, I guess on that end, um, but most of the time you don't hardly hear them talk talk to their coach on mm -hmm. a regular basis. Um, I think that the colleges should, in some extent, um, give these players, I guess, opportunities if they don't go pro. Being that they went to the college, they they represented their school well, especially well any player that actually uh, been at the college the whole five years and or even six in some cases, mm -hmm. I think they should be able to uh, be more, um, I guess supportive, just right. like they were supportive in them the whole season. But nowadays, I guess they wouldn't justify that because now they're paying the players in college. And so, I mean, they should. Well, they're trying to pass laws, so some of the players. I mean, I, I believe some. Do I believe some of them will get paid under the table? Yeah, yeah. And but, but and I'm not even mad at that because yeah. you guys, like I had, uh, we went down to Atlanta. We had a young lady. Uh, we call her AL. She works for the Hawks now, mm -hmm. but she played college ball and then she went overseas and you don't really have the time to go get a, a regular job like anybody else because you like working out, you're going to class, so it's like a year-round process for you guys. So that's why I feel like you guys should definitely be paid in some kind of way. Not saying that you have to be millionaires, but whatever you can get out of these schools, yeah. if they want to make you millionaires, I'm fine with it too because you guys do a lot for these schools. And they, like you said, injuries happen. Like some guys look at, look at Marcus Lattimore at, uh, mm -hmm. in South Carolina. When he got hurt, he really he got drafted, but. You know, he didn't yeah. even get a chance to yeah. play, so yeah. I feel like you guys should still be compensated while you're in school. I, I think so, too. Uh, now, furthermore, they put these guys on uh, on games now, putting them on TV, mm -hmm. showing these guys' faces. If you're going if you're gonna use me as a publicity stunt, you got to pay me. Exactly. That's a job. I'm making you money exactly. outside the court. You ask me to come in and talk to the media, too? Come on, man. Mm -hmm. You go, you deserve to get paid. That's work now. I agree. So, like, now, if, if they want to – I don't know how they're going to do it because they blow up these big schools, do North Carolina, fine. That's part of the, that's part of the deal. But if you're going to ask me to come out of my apartment from my sleep to come and sit in the interview, you got to pay me for that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I know what they're saying. They say that once you get paid, you're considered as pro, and you can't play pro in college. That's what that's the rule. But somebody need to be in that rule. There should be some stipulations on that because, yeah, like you said, these guys can't get a job. Exactly. But these guys are getting pulled out of their sleep, pulled out of class sometimes, missing class. I miss class sometimes for basketball. Exactly. So, like, am I here for you, – you confuse me. Am I here for education? Everybody say, yeah, I need to get education. Or am I here for basketball? So, if I'm here for basketball, pay me. Exactly. And I think it's a, a cheap <laughs> Pretty much. I'm not using an excuse to hide yeah. behind the shield of the NCAA yeah. and just yeah. say, well, 
they the purpose is education, which is okay. Well, that's it. I mean, yeah. I'm following education, but still, these guys are there more than the education. Yeah. I remember watching Ben Simmons, and he did an interview, and he was talking about you know he would you know go to class sometimes, and then he would go do like a photo shoot. Yeah. And, that, and sometimes they'll pull them, like you said, they pull them out of class where they say, come on, Ben, you got to go do a photo shoot or you got to go do this or that. <laughs> That's crazy. He walk through the bookstore and he see his jersey hanging up. That's people crazy. People buying it, but he and the posters and everything. Like, you know what? They selling all this merchandise and you I don't want to die yeah. So it's like it's That's crazy. Right. Like, it's it's kind of like exposing, yeah. exposing for the kids, man. Like, taking advantage of these kids and these exactly. kids are giving their all, getting hurt. Getting hurt to a point where they can't go to the next level. Mm -hmm. You know, the wear and tear on your body, we ain't even talking about that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got to think these guys getting older from all that playing in college and in and, and the next level. They got to pay for that. I'm paying for it now. And I ain't even 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just they don't take all of that in consideration. I think it's just a, it's more of a business Absolutely. decision versus... We got to care about these players if we want these guys to have a good life throughout their whole career. That's, and that's why I appreciate what LeBron and his team are doing now. Yeah. I remember they, they got a guy, actually, last year, he went and did, did an internship. Oh, did an internship with, um, I can't remember what, I want to say New Balance or somebody. He did yeah. an internship, uh, made a million dollars off of that, and then he went to the NBA. He didn't. He skipped the college process. Like, if you can mm -hmm. go make money right away out of yeah. Costco school, yeah. go do that for a year. And yeah, you know. that'll save you a couple years of wear and tear, and you ain't yeah. got to worry about all this what we're talking about, yeah. them, them taking advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. In college, they straight to pay. Because it's like, unless you're one of those, those greats, even though if you did contribute to the school, it's like what we're saying. They, it's like, for some reason, it seems like they kind of forget about you get lost in the mix yeah. or whatever. Like, once like you're you, you done, you can, it's like they take it. Once they took everything they can, yeah. it's like, all right, it's a done well, we done now. So for you, did you know what, after ball, um, were you already kind of looking at what was next for you, or did you know what you wanted to do? Had no idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had no idea. I'm not going to lie. And I think I speak for everybody that played any type of sport. That was just a dream crusher. Absolutely. It took me a while to get over that. Um, couldn't watch basketball for a couple of years. Everybody was like, you know, you need a coach. I'm like, man, I can't sit on that bench. And I know I can hoop like that. You know what I'm saying? I cannot do it. And I, that was a little selfish of me, but I had to mature um, through the process. And I did. Um, and then, you know, I just started grinding. I, I watched my dad. I started sitting down with people that is that are, um, that are successful in life. And, you know, I just started grinding. And I, I can imagine that being hard because something you play your whole life. And now you got to kind of make a transition and figure out like yeah. what's life like. Yeah. After basketball, do, yeah. you, do you still kind of do you think one day you maybe try you might try to get into coaching or do you think you just you want to kind of uh, still that love of the game still there you might want to kind of yeah I mean that love still, love of the game is always gonna be there if you really truly love the game. Um, I still play now, um, but um, maybe coaching. I'm looking for more to trying to stay in shape so I can run with my my kids whenever if God right. willing. Allows me to have some kids uh, to be able to run and, and hoop and coach those guys through AAU. I'm excited about that, um, um, doing that whole process. But this time, looking from a father perspective, and uh, instilling, you know, that that that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to. More so, it's coaching. I, I, I train a little bit. I give tips here and there. But um, right now, I gotta get, you know, far as grinding and success right. in life that's what my main focus right. is right now are you saying your younger brother he played at upstate did you share um what kind of advice do you share with him about playing the game man we talk about mentality talk about mentality we already know Dion good everybody knows Dion. 
uh, can play the game, it's more so what you're thinking about. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and that's what I grind on. And I wish uh, that I would have thought more about mentality. If you believe you're going to make a shot, you're going to make it. You don't believe it, don't care how many shots you shoot, you're not going to make the shot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So this is what we talk about all the time. What you're thinking about your game, how you feel after the game. If you do know that these guys in pro, they have uh, psychiatrists or counselors. Mm-hmm. So if they have a bad game, they go talk to them. And I think that's very, very important. When I found that out, I was like, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because um, they do studies on basketball players that practice and stuff against basketball players that just believe in vision. Mm-hmm. And those guys usually pair right up. You know what I'm saying? So so I focus more on uh, Dion making sure he's, he's, he's working and putting basketball first if he wants to look forward to going to the next level. What, what advice would you give to, to high school athletes who are looking to go to that next level? And after that, what advice would you give to a, a college athlete on what to expect next? Uh, the same. Put basketball first. Uh, Put all your effort into it. Make sure you have a good, positive mentality. Hold that positive mentality. Believe in yourself and down to every minute of the game. And um, uh, you got to just keep grinding and let the chips fall on it. Man, you put in the work, you're going to get the reward in any aspect. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently through your um, basketball career? Just that. Just that. Put basketball first. And, uh, you know, you you really think you put basketball first, but are you really? That's what I tell my my brother. Are you really? There's other things that you're involved in, you know, that you shouldn't be putting basketball. You know, it should be always basketball. It should be eat, right. sleep basketball. I remember Jordan was like, man, I slept with basketball. He put the time in. There was nothing else uh, that mean more to him at that time. So I, I think it takes a different dedication. A different. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that plays. And my brother is definitely de- dedicated to the game. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask yourself: Are you really putting it all in? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, if I'm honest with me, I didn't put my everything into the game, even though I loved it the most. Like when you talk about Jordan, I remember his trainer Tim Grover. Um, I was reading those pieces of his book and watching his interview, right. and he was talking about how Jordan, his killer mentality, like you know, he was getting tired of getting beat down by the Pistons for so long. Yeah. That um, Tim Grover was saying that you know he was out of college, he was just trying to get a job out of college about for training athletes, mm-hmm. and he said he would give it to every, put it in every single athlete, uh, all every player in the Bulls locker room. He gave them one of his five about come take me out and I can show you different coaching team. Yeah. He said the only locker room locker he didn't put it in was Michael Jordan, and he figured you know it's Jordan, so he he probably doesn't even need me. Right. He said the one phone call he got back from Jordan was. One phone call he got back was Michael Jordan. He was like, "Can you show me what you show me these techniques?" Because he was tired of getting beat by the Pistons. And he said, "I'll give That's you." Crazy. He said, "I'll give you thirty days to show me what you can do." And he said, "After that, Jordan gave him fifteen years. He worked with Jordan for the rest of his career." And he said, "Jordan told him that I don't pay you to train me. I pay you not to train other athletes." And that's just how Jordan mentality. Because he wanted to be the he best. He wanted that's to be the best, man. And it, it was, I was like, man, that's just. I love that, yeah, dude, man. I miss that mentality. Yeah, man. like, you, don't, you, you don't see that from a lot of athletes. They give you chills, man. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> but it, I was like, man, that's something. Yeah. That's how you know. That's what separates, like, the how Kobe or Jordan from, from the pack, man. From the pack, exactly. We're going to transition with one more question about this, uh, about your playing career. What's the big lesson that you learned from basketball that you apply to, like, life every day? Oh man, um, perseverance, man. Um, uh, basketball is. My dad used to always tell me, basketball is like life. You're not gonna win every game. Everything ain't gonna work good for you. Um, but it's what you do with it and how you think about it after it happens. After you have a bad game, do you go home and say I suck, 
Or do you go home and say, man, I'll get them back next time. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the next opportunity. So I take that in life right now. I tried, I'm telling you, from college to the grind world, um, I've tried numerous business opportunities, numerous situations, lost money, got made some money, and every time I say, it's how it is. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the next opportunity. And then, you know, the people that's around me is like, man, you always doing something different every day. I'm like, man, that's the basketball mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, okay, that didn't work. All right, that crossover didn't work. All right, that, that fade didn't work. Let me go back to the drawing board. Exactly. And my dad used to always tell me, let's go back to the drawing board. If you're going to do that, you're going to work on it. If you're going to succeed or find another way to win. So that's how I took that same mentality in life. So every time something bad happens or something doesn't work out for me or I get, you know, uh, surprised by an unfortunate event, I just say, you know what, get them next time. I'm still here. Absolutely. i get them next time. Absolutely. Let's switch over to to the NBA. Um, of course, we like to talk hoops. <laughs> um, it's a chance to do it. We don't get to talk hoops too often on the podcast. But, um, I understand that. Tonight is the season opener, so we're going to talk a little bit of hoops. Um, of course, I want to know your top top five players right now in the NBA. Oh, man. Uh, LeBron James, I honestly have to say he's number one. For me, he's one of the even most, with Katie. If Katie was healthy, would he's you put the, him? top to bottom. He's one of the f- most fierce players. He, he is a beast um, in every aspect of the word. Um, I I seen this guy work on his jump shot when he couldn't shoot it when he first started coming in the league, and he has done what it takes to be to be one of uh, the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's the king. Honestly, say so, I love KD. Um, KD would have to be my second player just because of the all-around uh, action that he does. Not only does he hustle on defense, he hustles on offense. So he's an all-around player. I love Curry. I love his mentality. Um, I love his mentality. I love his pure shot. Of course, everybody does. So I'm going to be brief on that. But all around, uh, as a player, inside and outside of the game, I feel like he's a really good player. I like CP3. <clears throat> um, Top five? Yeah. I like him. No way. Listen to me, though. Top Listen five? To me. I look at players more so of not only their game, but also what they represent. Okay, right, okay. that's that. That was my that. That's why I pick my players. Honestly, I'm a little bit different. Then I was more so of what you what you producing, mm-hmm. but more so now is what you influencing. Mm-hmm. So like KD really influenced uh, players to be good mm-hmm. people. They had I never forget an interview that made me make this decision. Was um is um. He he was doing an interview and they asked him why are you never in the club or anything. He was like, my man, I love my I love my kids, I love my sons, I love my wife. He was like, I'd rather be at home. If I'm not at home, I'm on the court. I mean, what else is that? I got it all. I have it all, and I don't right. need to get more. So I don't need to be in the club. I don't need to be doing things I don't need to be doing. I want to be a, a, if I'm not there, then I'm doing some nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some stuff like that, and that really made him rise up in my um, as a person uh, myself. Um, so I have to give him his props on that because you don't see many players doing right. that. Same thing with LeBron. He does mm-hmm. the same thing also. And let me be clear. I respect CP3. <laughs> I actually cover, I covered him, one of his um, basketball, Rising Stars challenges last yeah. year. It was for uh, kids going to the ninth grade. I respect C- CP3. I think he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer, yeah. but he's not in my top five. I can't put him top ten. <laughs> CP3 is not what he wants. He's always been my, one of my favorites. Yeah. So but, I, but I respect him, though. He yeah. definitely, he definitely yeah. can play. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah, but okay. right now, nah. Like I said, I like I, I, Okay. Well, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, as far as yeah. basketball performance, Definitely. Mm-hmm. I love his game. I watched the interview with him 
uh, a while back, and he just went through his whole ball handling routine. Absolutely insane. Base handlers. Just handlers. Like his his ball handling is an hour before he even start working out. That's before practice. That's before his personal workouts. And it was absolutely insane. Uh, the routine. I was like. I thought I was working out. It really made me look at myself. It just made me think, who, who would you say had the best handles in the game? I'm I'm torn between Kyrie and Jamal Crawford. Uh, I think Jamal Crawford had handles where he can. Yeah. Like, and one street ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about and one. We're talking about hoops. Yeah. yeah uh, we're talking about. Uh, like, Kyrie can get to the right. Yeah. Like, the all around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when you're talking about ball handles, you're talking about. Uh, uh, how I would judge that is in, in, in tough situations, can you still get the ball on the ground and out to the player? Right. Because that's what ball handling is. Mm -hmm. It ain't just dribbling. It's right. more so having the ball at your disposal. Not many players can have the ball, the ball at their disposal. You'll see even the greatest players back out of situations just the fact that they mm -hmm. cannot handle in that situation. So they're smart, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which is a good ball player, but Kyrie can go in right. three, Kyrie four players – Maneuver yeah. around and still, you don't think he see you, and you like, oh crap, yeah. I got in the hey, ball. You know what I'm saying? Crawford is, his handling, yeah, is, is filthy. But yeah. I'm right there with Kyrie and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, Jamal. Let me let's do uh, NBA MVP. Who would you say would be MVP this year? Oh man, I don't know. There's a lot going on right now. Um, uh, I I'm think going, I'm, I'll give you mine real quick. I, I'm going with Steph. I yeah. think Steph. This they got year, a good team too. Yeah. So I mean, the, now the only thing. It's kind of hurt me, though, because I, I was really wanting to say they might get back to the finals. I was reading something earlier where they said Clay probably will end up missing this entire year. Oh, man. Um, so, so I don't that's know if he'll – But I don't think that's going to – I mean, it's going to hurt them definitely a big addition to their team, but they have pulled out some tough games Yeah. without Curry Clay and is, without Clay. Yeah, but Clay is uh, a different – I don't think Clay gets enough credit for it. No, yeah, he I'll has agree. to play both sides. He's playing the best player on the other side, and he's got to go get you 20, 20 at least yeah, 20 points, yeah. 20, 25 a night. They gonna miss him, yeah, definitely. But I don't think they're just gonna fall by the wayside. No, you know no, I saying? think they'll still make the playoffs. Yeah. We still got, I mean, they picked up D'Angelo Russell. He'll help yeah, them. Yeah, we still got Draymond. I hate because they miss Iguodala. Yeah, he's in uh, Memphis now. Yeah. For me, I would say Steph. He, I think he's gonna average at least thirty points. Oh yeah, definitely. So Steph would definitely be. I, I I think that the Lakers gonna make a bang with LeBron too, but because um, LeBron just got that mentality, you can never just sleep on him. Right. Um, but yeah, Curry, I have to agree with that. Finals prediction? I don't know. I think that I think that uh, the Warriors gonna go back too, but I don't know. I'd say. Uh... It's I'm, just, I'm, it's just, it's, all, it's, it's a lot going on. You yeah. got, you got, you got what you call out. You just said he's, um, play out, play out. You got, uh, you don't know. This, this could yeah. go anybody. The anywhere. thing I like about it, this league this year is like it's more, the field is more open. This yeah. Year. It's like yeah. every year before this, you knew, you kind of go to state because everybody was stacked yeah. with, with, with KD. Mm -hmm. So it was like we already knew that they were going to go back. Yeah. So now yeah. this year, it's kind of like everybody has like a dynamic duel where they just have like two players. Two players versus. Yeah. Three and four, the whole yeah. team stack. So, so I'm looking. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I, I believe I'll go ahead and give it to. Um, I guess, you know, I just me being a Lakers fan, but I think we have enough pieces with LeBron and, yeah. and AD. I mean, it's, the Clippers are gonna be tough too. Yeah. So that, that's gonna be tough. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a tough, tough one, but like I said, with LeBron, with a player like LeBron, just him being on a team, you got you got to expect something. Yeah, you got to stay healthy, man. That's, I mean, he'll be all right. He, he, for the most part, his career, he's been healthy. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, yeah. Injury, 
last year. Which was surprising to everybody, but he, he he's a monster, man. Yeah, he's he, a beast. He's tough. My final question, uh, I like to ask everybody this: What would you say is your ultimate goal? Um, is just make something of myself, like everybody is, man. Um, not to give up on life and uh, to move forward after everything that has happened. And every, if you at our age, there's a lot, a lot of things that happen in your life. Um, it's just to uh, persevere mm-hmm. and uh, produce something that can be memorable for I'm, go- for I'm mm-hmm. going. Uh, Chase, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, man. Um, like I said, this platform is we we like to talk entrepreneurship from time to time. We talk sports, but of course, like I said, I feel like your story is important because a lot of times, like we said earlier, when when guys finish school, it's kind of like. Our area, we don't really hear about these these players no more. What kind of things they're gonna do? Because right, right. the younger athletes coming up, they need to hear this kind of stuff. Because yeah. uh, not to scare them or anything, but everybody's not going pro. Yeah. They're not gonna be able to make it pro. I mean, the statistics say that you more likely hit the lottery than going pro. I mean, so that's crazy. So what do you got to do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you were a guy who who put up crazy numbers in high school, and just to see that's that's how tough it is to get tough, to make it to the pros, man. So kids need to hear this kind of stuff because like I say, everybody's not gonna go and we need to like players around this area, um of course we need that platform for them. Of course these guys can always come here and share their stories, let yeah. people know what's going on, man. But yeah. we definitely need something to where let the athletes know that we appreciate it. Like we always say, give people the flowers while they're here because yeah. you guys help help put this up put the upstate in a great place because yeah. of um, how great you were and, and the things that you did for the yeah. community. And my, and my biggest thing is, and I know you're trying to close this out, is my biggest thing is is that it's not over when basketball is not over. It's Absolutely. over. It's not over when football didn't work out. It's mm-hmm. not over, man. You're here for a reason, guys, and um, I just want I just want people to understand, yeah, that was terrible. It was terrible for me when, you know, we're not playing no more, no more but... <clears throat> But man, there's more. There's there's a lot of people that can, can succeed in the same capacity as basketball. It's mm-hmm. possible. Go out there, work, give your all, man. Don't give up. The next opportunity is gonna present itself, and you will be successful. It don't have to be basketball. We all want success and freedom. That's what the ultimate goal is. So you know what? Still pursue that goal, and still, you know, still Absolutely. make something of yourself. Because one thing about it, even athletes. Eventually, one point, some point in time, they're gonna have they're to. They're gonna have up. to quit too. Yeah, like everybody else. Everybody's gonna. It's basketball's not gonna last forever. So exactly. even those guys that went pro, they're no different than us. Absolutely. They're no different than us. Um, at the end of the day, they're gonna have to have a plan too. Absolutely. You always just have to happen faster. It may, be, it may be a good thing or it can be a bad yeah. thing. It's your choice. And you see some of these guys now they're doing um, things like um, opening up their own um, production companies. Yeah. Like they they looking into entrepreneurship exactly. now. Where they have a chance because. They know. Yeah. And you have that go get it mentality. If you play a sport, you got the mentality to succeed. Absolutely. You just switch that from basketball and, and and go at it. Your competition is life. Your competition is you. Absolutely. Beat you every day. Absolutely. So Chase, I appreciate you. Before we got out of here, do you have any any more advice that you want to give people so we can wrap it up? That's it, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys so, having me here. This was fun. And uh I'm excited for you guys. Absolutely. And anytime you want to stop back by here to talk some more hoops, man, oh, yeah. just feel free to stop oh, by. Yeah, definitely. You tell your brother if you want to stop by and share your story or oh, anything, yeah. anybody, man, just let him know. Feel free to stop by here oh. um, and have another, a, look forward to having a great conversation for him. 
with for with them. But um, also for everybody watching, um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you again to Miss Charlene Davis from Charlene's Home Cooking. Thank you, Marcus Burnett for HGV TV. If you want to watch some of the best high school basketball, make sure you check them out. So until next time, keep chasing the dreams. This is Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening.